So you want to be a baller, shot caller, humanoids. Welcome back. We are back. It's a new episode of the Life is Mild podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Brian. I'm your other host. I am Sterling. Brian, it's been a minute. Happy New Year. How the hell are you? Uh, you know, New Year, same old me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that I was making changes, but I won't lie to you people. I'm no. going to be just as petty. And in fact, I believe my New Year's resolution to, is to be a bigger hater. I like it. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good resolution. First thing I'm going to do is hate on this damn woodpecker. If you will allow me. Uh, yes, listeners. Uh, I have a beef with a woodpecker <laughs> who keeps assaulting the side of my home. And I have to keep going out in sub-zero temperatures to fill it with a foam. And then I have to sand this down and spackle on a wood filler and then sand that down. And this fucker keeps coming back. That's if some I adult shit. Like we were saying before it started, this podcast is brought to you by adult shit. <laughs> That's adult shit. It ain't fun, but God damn it, it's got to get done. Oh my God. That's awful. Sorry. Woodpeckers are very annoying. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I would get very excited. And even now, I still get like excited. Oh, look at it. It's a woodpecker. But if it's always around, it's very annoying. And if it was like, assaulting the trees outside yes. yeah you know what that's fine that's you that's nature why do you have to go outside the boys room and like start yeah. pecking at like 6 30 in the morning mm -hmm. when i'm trying to sleep in no it's always with the kids always never on the side of the house that nobody's on no always that side so thanks woodpecker i see you in these streets it's gonna be a problem how the <laughs> hell are you sterling you know, I'm good. I'm good. New year. Again, same me. I'm not really I'm not big into resolutions because uh, they don't last. So I feel like this was the first year I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep being me. And I'm all right. <laughs> I'm OK as a person. So but things are good, man. Chugging along. Chugging cold as hell. I don't know how it is in Michigan. I assume it's cold. There it's too. cold as fuck. Yeah, it's been absolutely brutal they actually canceled school here yesterday which they do not do if you're if you have any idea how chicago public schools work they don't cancel school for shit and they did yesterday they did not on friday they should have had a late start i actually kept langston home because i was like i'm not driving in this i'm not gonna have my baby in the car in this whiteout condition, trying to get his ass to school. That's not happening. Message the teacher. I was like, look it, it's not happening. Best of luck to you. Be safe. <laughs> Langston <laughs> won't be there. So I don't know. It was wild, but he was back today. It's still yeah. cold as hell. They've closed school down the last two days mm. uh, here. So I took yesterday off. Today, Julian worked with Carrie, and then I came home early. Um, so please weather warm up uh, yeah. your boy has to be at work to sell cars yeah. and I'd very much like to make money in this capitalist society that we live in in this hellscape we need to make income so get it together yes weather. in theory not having to work and all that is great but in the real world here where we reside yeah. I need monies <laughs> <laughs> 
what's been going on, man? There's been a lot of little things happening here and there, catching our attention. Some oh. bigger stuff too. What's been what's been what's been trending? What's been happening? Well, it's a very complex uh, story. It's a story that requires a lot of nuance. Um, however, for the purposes of uh, of my jokes, um, Jonathan Major is just going to have to get that work because he's out here asking white women to be his Coretta Scott King, and that shit is hilarious. What a freaking disappointment he has become. I mean, he was a favorite of this show. They gave him props. Oh, but he was on my can't get it list. This man was wildly talented. I was so excited to see him like just take over and dominate because he is a very good actor. He's a trash human. He's a piece of shit. You want to talk about fumbling the bag? He fumbled the Disney bag. And then probably another Creed movie. And then that magazine Dreams movie that they were talking about, like getting Oscar buzz, like. That's yeah. going to be on Tubi now. Like, it's <laughs> it's bad. It is real bad. It's going straight to Tubi, and that, that says something. It's just, what a fucking disappointment he has become. I'm so upset, because I remember watching him in the first Black Man in San Francisco, or last Black Man in San Francisco, and I was like, this dude's going to be a fucking star, because he is so talented. And then he blew up, and I was like, here we go. Now look at you, you dumbass. Uh, I mean, it is. That's probably the wildest statement I think I've ever heard in my life. Like yeah. asking a, it, it, and this isn't to say like white women aren't capable of being no, great no. with blah 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 blah. No. But no. to compare this random white lady to a civil rights icon in her own right. She wasn't just MLK's wife who sat home and made him sandwiches while he was out doing stuff. Like, no, she was, she was out there in them streets too, doing that work. Um, So, I mean, you just kind of like one makes Coretta a prop and then two puts like this weird, I don't know if the woman's not, the white lady's not great enough, then she becomes like, this white woman who's trying to bring this great black man down. Also, yeah. side note, Jonathan Majors, you just an actor, dog. Like yeah. you're not like Harry Belafonte, who was yeah. like out here acting and doing activist shit. Like, yeah. no, dog, you was just Kang. Like, chill yeah. the fuck out. You're just you're an actor. It's okay, and that's a good. You're yeah. good at it, but calm, calm down. I'm a great man. I need a a Michelle Obama, a Coretta Scott King. I'm like, dude, dog, please get over yourself. You haven't even been nominated for an Oscar yet. Relax. And then the Gail King interview where Megan Good is sitting awkwardly to the side and he's like, she's helped me down like a Coretta. I'm like, oh my God, you you saw all the clowning you got on Twitter and this is not the time to try to make light of it. Also, I feel like he had to have been trying to make light of it, right? I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> also, what the fuck was she thinking? Make it good. You are better. Are you better than this? Maybe not. I really hope she is. I thought she was. I was like, are you really out here with this man who's clearly abusive? And now you're like, you're holding his hand in court and they're doing the whole thing. He's like pulling her braids out of her, the back of her coat and all this stuff. And I was just like, I'm so mad at both of you 
I am obviously more mad at him, but I'm like very, I'm very disappointed in Megan right now. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. What is this doing for you? Like, I, I don't understand, like, not saying that he's unworthy of ever having another relationship or anything oh. like that, but to start a relationship and like your first public appearances are to go to court for what? his domestic violence. I'm like, saying I'm not again, I'm not saying like she can't like be the one to like see the good in him and whatever. Sure. However, I'd be like, look, you gonna have to walk this path solo, Chief, because I ain't do that. I'll talk to you after you get out. Yeah. How about like, maybe you shouldn't be dating anybody right now. You clearly have issues that you need to go work on. Yeah. Maybe go see a therapist. Go to therapy. Gee, that's the theme of this show. Go to fucking therapy. I'm so upset with you. And this whole Coretta's thing, like, and I feel like he said it more than once. No, he said it often. It's so weird that it's just beyond all the other stuff attached to it that's a fucking weird thing to say i don't know maybe that's just me that's weird this podcast i listen to the black guy who tips um he the host is hilarious and he was (laughs) oh it's fantastic uh he brought he was like maybe he just has a kink for like civil rights yeah. era women. So yeah. like he gets Megan good home and ask her to put on like horn rim glass. Because <laughs> 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 I that mean, at this point, sense. <laughs> at this point, it's got to be a kink, right? Yeah. I mean, and I mean, one of the models of this show is I'm not going to yuck your yum, but no. in this instance, keep that shit private, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Also, sometimes kinks are private, and that's yeah. one that maybe you should keep private. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, leave Coretta Scott King out of this. <laughs> right. And I know, but... make it seem like she's just this, like, oh, I just am a wife who holds, you know, makes sure, like, I'm on the arm of a great man. It's like, you're totally erasing everything that she she did. Yeah, and like I don't know. There was this great post on Twitter where they said, um, "Coretta Scott King was not a sidekick. She was an activist before and after MLK's death. She mobilized black voters and was a political force for decades. She was not a silent trophy wife. Don't say you want a Coretta if you don't want a black woman who will hold you accountable." Mm. Mm. And mm. he just wants somebody who will tell him he's great yep. and silently stand in the background. Yep. And please, yeah. I, I mean, Megan, good. Come on. Yeah, come I know. On. I was like, maybe that's what I'm like, you do. You are a baddie. You are so fine. You don't have to do this. I don't know what her deal is. Because not I to mean, like, pile on Megan Good, but she was married to that like pastor for a while, and that's no knock on like that. But I know that that was a weird dynamic too. So but, maybe she just. But, this whole time, like, everybody's been like, oh, man, I can't believe, you know, that pastor, like, broke up with her and blah, 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 blah. Maybe he had good reason. Maybe we were, maybe we were the ones who jumped the gun and and were, like, mean to this pastor who apparently maybe got out before. Right. <laughs> got right. out while the getting was good because this is weird. 
Weird. Ugh. Jonathan Majors. God damn it. Damn it. What else is happening? Uh, well, it was literally three days into the new year, and <laughs> we already got probably the the Twitter moment of the year, dare I say, when Cat Williams sat down on Shannon Sharp's podcast. Yeah. And for three hours straight, this man went full on scorched earth. I mean, he talked about Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, Kanye West, Harvey Weinstein, Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley, Chris Tucker, Diddy, Faison Love, Michael Blackson. Honestly, it'd be easier for me to tell you who he didn't go in. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch all three hours? I watched probably about two and a half hours. Nice. Okay. I did not watch any of it. Yes. But I did watch clips and read snippets of the interview. I was like, I can't do this for three hours. Yes. <laughs> so long. It is so long. But I'm glad that others do so that I can learn what happened from yeah. their viewing experience. And boy, did he go in. I will say that I'm not going to take everything he said at 100% face value because he was doing that old black man thing where you're telling a story mm. and you're obviously embellishing for comedic effects storytelling effect like you know my granddad used to tell the story of how he met my grandmother and his story was he was riding the train and he was so handsome hanging out the train that the women chased the train <laughs> <laughs> and he just happened to make eyes with my grandmother. Now, oh, okay. obviously, we know this. My grandmother was not out there in a dress chasing a train because a five foot five black man came in on a train. Like, that's not <laughs> what happened. But this was the kind of vibe I got from Cat Williams. Um, what is very funny to me is of all the people that he talked about, nobody's called him a liar. <laughs> I noticed that. I think there was. What did he? I don't. You're right. No, you're right. <laughs> no one really said he was lying. They, they called like, him bitter. They called him yeah. jealous. They haven't said he was lying. That's true. So, I mean, he can be bitter. He can be jealous. But if he telling the truth. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah, he went after Kevin Hart. Which was whatever. Cedric the Entertainer, though I think like which kind of makes sense. Like with Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer, I guess they're like around the same age. So they kind of coming up around the same time. So like that makes sense to me. Uh the Kanye West stuff, like I am in agreement to a degree where it's like if we know that he has all these issues, why are we still like watching him and like trying to make hold him accountable to this stuff. And I was like, absolutely, I agree with that. Because um, it is sad to watch. Did not love him calling uh, Kim Kardashian a whore. Not my favorite thing. Yeah. I'm not even repping for Kim K out here, but I was like, well, slow down. Like, slow down. Why is she got to be a whore? Because exactly. she, like, <laughs> wait, 
what, what why did that have to happen cat like oh she made a sex tape with her boyfriend which like people do and now she's a fucking bajillionaire like most people out here <laughs> making sex tapes with people that work at Foot Locker. like you know what i mean like it's and nothing comes of it so it's yeah. like whatever i don't know that one i was like whoa cat that's rough like she's not that's i hated that that really yeah. made me upset again I am not a Kim K like disciple by any means, but she don't deserve the way that. people are weird to her is like there's a lot to you can go after her on, but I yeah. feel like the things that people choose to go in on her on, I'm like, okay, now you're gonna make me defend a Kardashian, and, and yeah. I'm not very happy with you. I'm for not this. happy about this. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I will. Yeah, I'm like fair is fair. Okay, she ain't responsible for Kanye going crazy. Kanye was crazy when she met him. Like exactly. And, and I'm sure I'm not using the proper job. lingo. Yeah, <laughs> she she's doing a pretty good job raising his kids and making sure that they don't hate their dad or see like the bad stuff. So, yeah, I mean, let's be real about that. <laughs> so I thought the big thing he uh, like when he talked about Steve Harvey, a lot mm -hmm. of people did not know about like him and Bernie Max like falling out. I did not know about him and Bernie Max falling out. I knew about that because apparently, well, not apparently, there was a Twitter thread like a while ago where they talked about how Bernie got the Ocean's Eleven job and then mm -hmm. Steve came in afterwards and basically tried to snake the deal from him. Um, and there was like a falling out about that, which I also would have yeah. fallen out. Like, yeah. hey, this is my big break. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. I, I didn't know about that one. That one was like, that one was weird. That was like, that was crazy. And I was like, I don't like Steve Harvey at all. This is the other thing is that like a lot of the people that he went after, I was like, I don't like them. So it's fine. Yeah. Go after them. I don't care. I don't like Steve Harvey. He's terrible. Because he always wants to tell you how to like be a good husband. And I'm like, bitch, you've been married like three times. So don't talk to me about how to be a good husband because you mm -hmm. haven't been ever yeah so whatever uh it was very funny when he talked about michael blackson who's african does a fake african accent in his <laughs> i don't even know who that is he's that like um i don't know if you've seen um what was it uh friday after next oh my god um yeah like when it came out <laughs> but he's the guy in the record store that yells what is this sheet i cannot get jiggy to this shit Clearly, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Right after Clifton Davis going nuts, like with the gun in front of like uh, Ice Cube's face. Obviously, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah, it goes after Phase on Love. Again, I don't like Phase on Love. So, like, there would be pretty women. He's trash, so yeah. Trash. So, he's a terrible person. He was like weirdly sexually harassing. This is a weird sidebar, but we'll watch like those news bloopers. And there's like a blooper of him being interviewed by this newscaster in some random state where he's probably doing some stand up special and he is sexually harassing her the entire time. And she does a good job of just like kind of playing it down. But I was like, can somebody say something or cut the interview because it's so uncomfortable? Anyway, that made me hate him. 
So that's, if you want to know a fun fact about Sterling's feelings on phase on love, that's what it is. He's a weird sexual harasser. Who's a talentless asshat. So that's fine for Cat Williams to drag him. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny when he uh, went after, um, what's her name? Um, I really wish I had written her name down. She was the radio host who tried to like start cracking jokes on him and like on the air, like on her morning show. And he gave it back to her to the point where she was so embarrassed that her husband threatened to shoot him in the parking lot. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. I'm like, look, say what you will about Cat Williams. You do not want to get into a roast battle with that little man. No, okay. No. Like the worst thing you can say about him is he got beat up by that teenager that time. And guess what? He did a whole special about it. He pulled the eight mile on y'all. He took the worst thing that happened to him publicly and he made a joke about it. If somebody is going to laugh about it at the joke that he made, there's nothing yeah. you can say. Exactly. He's taken all your ammunition. So now all you left with is, man, he just jealous. <laughs> yep. Wanda Smith? Yes. Yep. Want, I don't see. That's the thing. I don't even know. <sighs> I don't know. He talks about Chris Tucker, Diddy. Oh, Diddy, man. Yikes. <laughs> It was, it was wild. Like, I watched some clips. I was shocked because I was like, where did this even come from? Did he have a special coming out? Or was he just asked to be on the show? It was I, like, I, I, I like opened up Twitter one day and that was it. It was all over the place. And I was like, how did this even happen? How is this three hours long? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so Shannon Sharp's podcast, this is like his, like, late night podcast. Like, so... You know, he usually has people on there drinking cognac or whatever. And it's like an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Like, so, you know, not too long. Um, so I was like, oh, it's New Year. Probably light on guests that can come on for tonight's show. Get Cat Williams. Like, he's always an entertaining dude. Yeah. Three hours. <laughs> Three hours. He had no idea what he was getting into. He was, he did have some good one-liners, though, when uh, he told Shannon Sharp, like, you're uh how did he word it? He was basically like, um, you're showing a predisposition to liking losers, and I find that concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on TikTok. They pulled it, and now people use it on TikTok constantly, and I'm like, this was a great line. For sure. Uh, it was a wild new year. That was, yeah. was that three days in? <laughs> January 3rd. <laughs> Oh, good times. Uh, well, speaking of like New Year's, now yeah. I, f I first saw this on TikTok and I really just wanted to talk about it because this was wild to me. So I saw it on TikTok, but come to find out it was from a Reddit post, Am I the Asshole? So a girl stole an Am I the Asshole Reddit post, twisted it to make it her own story to get hits, but it was still true on Reddit. So basically this guy uh is about to go to his friend's wedding on new year's eve it's like two or three days out two weeks out two weeks out they text the friend who's about to get married the friend says hey by the way this is a dry wedding on new year's eve no alcohol because the wife is sober and so are some other people in the family so him and like 
20 other people decide that they are not going to go to this wedding of one of his best friends because there will be no alcohol and it is on New Year's Eve and they want to get drunk on New Year's Eve. Now, my initial thoughts <laughs> were, sure, the invitation maybe should have said this will be a dry wedding so that people know, okay? People want to know because when people go to weddings, they expect to drink. That's it. I've been to like three dry weddings, I think. I don't even think they said in the program or the program <laughs> in the invitation that it would be dry, but the receptions were at churches. So I was like, there will be no alcohol. That is fine. Just good to know. Whatever. Fine by me. I don't care because I don't need to get drunk all the time. That is not it. The other thing I was like, yeah, okay. So they should have been told and um, don't have your wedding on like New Year's Eve. I don't know. I don't like like holiday weddings. Again, personal preference. Do whatever you want. It's your wedding. I'll go if I'm invited. <laughs> Just try to not do that, I think is the thing. With that being said, you have a drinking problem if you're willing to give up. <laughs> miss out on a friend's wedding for new year's eve so you can get drunk new year's eve happens every year fun fact every year like clockwork <laughs> like clockwork it's amazing really it's funny it happens in the same spot in the calendar every year it's kind of shocking it's shocking honestly never never changes um you have a drinking problem that you're willing to skip your friend's wedding because you can't get drunk one night well, it's uh, funny. One of those dry weddings you mentioned, uh, I was at with you, uh, mm -hmm. a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Rachel and Paul. Shout uh, out. Between the ceremony and the reception, <laughs> in fact, uh, I got drunk with your mom. So yeah. that was <laughs> I was like, we were drunk at the wedding, <laughs> but, you know, there was some time in between, so... Yeah. And, you know, some of us may have stopped on the way there and left something, you know, out in the car. And then we'd have to go outside and take a walk. Yeah. But you know, even if there wasn't, I think we still had fun. Like, right. the, because, I mean, we're all a big group of idiots who, when you get us all in the same room, alcohol or not, we're going to have a good time. I mean, that's fun. just kind of, I mean, I think I was more off put by, uh, you know. Uh, being a ridiculous human being in a church. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. I was like, I don't know if I should tell this joke. Uh, I'm in, you know, I'm in Jesus's house. I'm in the Lord's house. <laughs> like, Sorry, Jesus. Uh, cover your ears. Um, <laughs> this joke's going to get a little blue. <laughs> get a little racy up in here. I, I was like, I was just kind of shocked by this. I read the original Reddit post. People were like, yeah, man you're the asshole also yeah. like get it the fuck together and then like a bunch of people on twitter were like like you said like put something in your car so you have to like go outside big deal like yeah make a have a flask on you if it's that if it's that serious which it's like fine whatever but you will totally skip your friend's wedding because you want to get drunk on new year's eve it's so lame to me i don't know and I've never been a big New Year's Eve person. You know, I like this year, we went over to Allie and Rob's. We had a good time. We played some games. We had some drinks. We were chilling. It was nice, you know? 
things like that. Yeah, I'll hang out because why not? We don't have to work tomorrow. Might as well do something. You know what I did for New Year's this year? We watched Looney Tunes with Julie. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And then by 12.04, we were all in the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My parents came to visit because my dad was like, hey, we can come and babysit for New Year's. And I was like, well, now I got to find something to do because I got a babysitter. Like Carl and I were like, well, we should at least like do something. And so my friend Brian was going to have a party, but he ended up not. And then Allie was like, we're going to have people over. So I was like, that's great because we have a babysitter. If we didn't have a babysitter, we would, we honestly probably would have been in bed by 1030. It's <laughs> like, whatever. Honestly, me and Carrie were fading yeah. fast, but we told Julian he could stay up. So he was the one who was so kind of like, late. yes. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's up at 12 o'clock flossing. Like he's just. <laughs> Amped up, amped up, dancing hard. I'm like, oh, I remember those days. Yeah. Now let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. It's so late. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, again, this podcast is brought to you by adult shit. It ain't fun, but it's inevitable. So, well, it is 2024, which means it's an election year, and insert booze here. Yeah, I am not looking forward to this. I don't care. It all sucks. It's all so bad, Brian. (laughs) Everything is so bad. I don't even know what to say. It's all just shitty. Yeah, and and spare me the, uh, you know, letting us know that both sides suck. Yeah, yeah, we're aware, okay? Like, so keep that in in your back pocket. Congratulations, your check's in the mail. We know everybody's awful. Whoop-dee-damn-do, okay? (laughs) Like, I... I have a a friend who's always just like, I can't believe you're going to vote. This is what you need to be doing. I was like, so I need to be doing nothing? Like, yeah, shit sucks. I understand. We can work towards doing something else. However, in the meantime, we still need to vote to keep this garbage barge from becoming a full-on, like, catastrophe, all right? Right. Like, it's bad enough as it is. We don't vote. Then then what? Then what? we get another four years of uh, of old Trumpitos stacking the courts. God. And I, I don't want him picking any more judges. That's, no. yeah. So, okay. Anyway, no. the Iowa caucuses yep. were the end. Goddamn Republicans. Y'all are so fucking trash that a goddamn, like, future felon just dog walked your entire, like, right. <laughs> field. It just, and what, first of all, it wasn't even that big of a turnout though, right? Like what was it, 15% or something, but he got 
like all of it. <laughs> yeah, he won by like 30 points. Yeah, like it was the largest. It smashed the previous record, which was Bob Dole, who won by 13% in 88. Well, remember Bob Dole? <laughs> <laughs> Bob Dole remembers Bob Dole. <laughs> Forgot about that guy. We were little. We were babies when he was running. Anyway. Uh, also, Our parents were babies when Bob yeah, was running. Exactly. <laughs> that motherfucker was old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my mom and dad were like younger than I am now when Bob Dole was running. Um, also, the Iowa caucus, I did not know that they do like these handwritten ballot things that they just kind of collect in bags. Yeah. It's, it, that- I, it's just so to my friends from Iowa. Uh, please don't take this as an indictment on you. That state's a fucking mess. That's <laughs> <laughs> a mess. I, like, uh, I do take solace in the fact that uh, apparently um, the last couple of winners of Iowa, it hasn't translated to the, uh, you know, to the national stage. So, I mean, well, that's go. cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, he dog walked Ron DeSantis, little Ronnie, Nikki Haley. Meatball Ron. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Donald Trump with a passion, (laughs) but I got to give him props. Like that, that was funny. (laughs) That makes me laugh so hard. It's so bad. Meatball Ron. I was like, what are you doing? You're a president for Christ's sake. But he's kind of right. Like when you look at him, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, this old meatball sub eat motherfucker. Look at him. The worst. <laughs> Gotta wear lifts uh, in his little shoes. No, he's so little. <laughs> he's the worst. I hate him. Ugh. Oh my God. Uh yeah, Nikki Haley came in at like 19% or something. Uh, Nikki Haley, she said that there's no such thing as racism in America. Yeah, America would explain a racist country. It explains why she doesn't use her real name. Exactly. Ooh, she sucks, and she's gonna Nimrata. Why aren't you using your real name if this country isn't racist? Racist. And then she'll then she said she like, well, I mean, I've dealt with racism, and I'm like, of course you have, because this is a racist fucking country. Are you ignoring, I don't know, slavery? Uh, the, like, what is it? Like, what was it called? Like the Chinese Exclusion Act, where it was like basically bar Chinese people from coming to America. I don't know. ICE and the deportation of, you know, Latin American immigrants. And this bird saw it firsthand. firsthand. Her father was a professor at an HBCU. Dude. Like, she, she knows. She knows. We're just going to ignore Jim Crow. Like, I mean, like, it is, you cannot say it and be serious. And they're so weirdly serious. And I'm like, but all you just have to, like, pick up a book. You don't even have to, first, fun fact, you don't even have to read a whole book. I'll give you articles that are short and sweet. <laughs> I'll explain everything to you very clearly about how this is a racist fucking country. Nikki. You're a liar. Oh, girl. And then when she couldn't say slavery was a cause of the Civil War, she's oh. like, oh, well, I thought that was a given. Bitch. Then say it. Then say it. Say it. 
Just say it. Stop trying to, oh, girl, your internalized racism is showing. Ooh, ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Like, what, <sighs> you're from South Carolina. The, you literally just took down the Confederate flag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you she just took it down. And, like, here, this is from, and this is from the Cornerstone speech. It is basically like the Constitution of the Confederacy. Our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite ideas. Its foundations are laid. Its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man. Oh, fun fact. But oh. we don't live in a racist country. Our country has never been racist, Brian. Yeah, I love when people are like, the Civil War was fought for states' rights. And I was like, states' rights to do what? Please, yep. continue that thought. Continue the th just read a little further. I promise you're almost there. You're almost, almost there. So I'm I'm gonna feed you, baby bird. I'm gonna bring you a. I'm so gonna get close. you here. Oh God, I read um like a t Twitter thread from a professor or teacher. Mm -hmm. Like she's a high school history teacher or something, and she talks about this. She'll pose the question to her students and say, "Well, what what was the cause of the Civil War?" And somebody will say slavery and they're like, yeah. And then other people will kind of chime in with other stuff like, well, you know, there's states rights or there's financial things, whatever. And then she has them read this like document. And I believe it was from South Carolina because I think she was responding to Nikki Haley's statements. And it was from South Carolina and basically just breaks it down. That's like, yeah, it's because of slavery. And so like she watches the kids read it and then she sees that like click and they're like, oh, so it was just slavery <laughs> she's like yeah exactly like they actually read archived material you know from that time because it exists it's all there we all have it we all have access to it you know she's just like printing it out of like some library or whatever and it's like yeah this is very i don't know i i can't believe that this might be the first female president which is like really disappointing it's like, woo, women can do it. But this woman, this woman, barf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she is the fucking worst. Mm -hmm. um, I know she went to like a, um, I don't know. It's not a Confederate high school, but it's one of those high schools that teaches Confederate ideals or some shit like that. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're a little brown girl in this country. Like, yeah, what? what are you doing? Because they will discard you as soon as they get rid of the Negroes. <laughs> the second they can. That's what I never get. I never you, get that. You're like, Negro you are white. One of them. You, you, are, you are not white. Sorry. It's just not real. They will get rid of you very quickly. They do not care about you. Uh, well, what was funny about the Iowa uh, caucuses is, is uh, how well Vivek Ramaswamy did. What a loser. L literally. <laughs> the biggest loser. The biggest loser. Uh, yeah, he got his ass fucking whooped. And what was funny is he did all that talking, all that shit about, you know, Oh, is the woke culture and blah 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 and you know America first. And then one of the Iowa voters were like, 
Yeah, I don't know. He he's brown, and he you know he give me nine eleven vibes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, you did all that tap dancing, yeah. and for what? For what? They for still don't what? You. you are not white. Doesn't matter what you do. Like you are not a white guy. They hate you because of who, like the color of your skin, dipshit. Like you're not gonna win them over. Yeah, it got up there trying to pull a Trump. And guess what? That only works because he's an old white man. man. It's not going to work for a 38-year-old brown dude. No. Doesn't translate. So, So, yeah. In honor of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy dropping out of the the race. Bye-bye, bitch. Like people like him, like really piss me off because I'm like, they're the type that sue because they're like, I didn't get into my college, so clearly it was these Negroes. Yes, like those are the people I want to take out back and you know, put a stomp into (laughs) verbally, verbally. If if anybody's listening to this of a law enforcement nature, I I don't actually want to. You know, physically hurt someone. No. I just want to yell at them and call them stupid until my throat bleeds. Sternly. Give them a stern talking to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's absolutely that guy. Affirmative action is terrible. And then it's like, oh, you still didn't get into your school. But yeah. it's not us. It's not our fault. But go ahead and blame us because you all blame us for everything else. So, yes, yeah, so, side note, uh, there are a shit ton of, um, like Asian students yep. preparing to sue in California uh, after the last, like they've gotten rid of all the affirmative action things. So like now it's like there's no race based admissions anymore. So please tell me how that worked out for you guys. How's that working out for you, dumbasses? Mm-hmm. They all yeah. knew. We told y'all. <laughs> Fun fact: You should probably listen to black people. We know what we're talking about when we talk about race stuff because everybody hates us. So we know you're going to also be treated like shit. And I remember like all those Asian people saying, it's not going to work in your favor. (laughs) Fellow Asian folks, it's not going to work in your favor. And it hasn't. To quote Marlo from The Wire, you want it to be one way, but it's another. (laughs) (sighs) Well, yeah. So in other terrible fucking news... Uh, in this ratchet ass country that we live in, uh, in your home state. What, what? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, 215 people have been buried behind a Mississippi jail since 2016. So this first really came to light <clears throat> when a woman was looking for her son. And could not find him. He had gone missing. Uh, Then come to find out the day that she had last seen him, uh, he was hit and killed by an off-duty police officer. They then buried his body in a pauper's field uh, behind a prison, which they make the prisoners dig, by the way. Uh, They put his body back there and... She had filed like a missing persons report, all this stuff. Months later, they finally figured out that they had hit and killed him and he had been buried behind the jail. For some reason, there were no charges, but I'm not surprised because it's Mississippi. So 
Yeah, even though the man did have identifying information on him, such as a pill bottle with his name on it, as well as a state ID in his wallet and other identifying uh, cards and things like that. So all they would have to do is call her or look him up, contact her and let them let her know what happens. So then they've discovered that this has happened uh, 215 other times. The prisoners are the ones who bury the bodies. And another fun fact, if you want to get the body of your loved one back, you have to pay for it. They also do not bury them in boxes. They just put them in bags. And welcome to our non-racist, terrible country, America. Good old Mississippi. Yeah, fun fact. My sister lives about 15 minutes from there. Uh, yeah. Um the uh the city's director of communications said it's not a secret burial ground yeah. in those graves are the bodies of those who went unclaimed by family when they died uh you did not let the families know they had died yes. therefore not giving them the chance to claim them whatever these persons are either homeless people they still don't deserve to just be thrown in a hole no. uh, inmates from local jails who died but relatives never claimed their bodies why are so many inmates dying in your jails? Um, unidentified persons who officials were never able to connect with family or even persons who died whose families couldn't afford a funeral. So if they couldn't afford a funeral, you just dug a hole, put them in a bag and threw them out back? It's like, really... this, this, that fucking yeah. state. No, it's terrible. Because here's the thing. When... <clears throat> The people that we work with at our agency when they pass away like a lot of them don't have family members you know or if even if they do they sometimes can't afford to have a burial so the state takes the body but it's usually a cremation thing and then you can get the ashes whatever but like the state still informs like that's it like the state is aware or we've had it where like people have died even in like our homeless outreach program um so yes, they are unhoused people and they might not have identifying information on them, but like they are contacted. It is figured out, right? Like people will talk to you if you ask the right questions, you can figure it out. Yeah, It's not always that hard. Like it's really not. Mississippi is just not doing the work. And then they even said in like this NPR article, <clears throat> it's like, oh, Mississippi is like now putting in new policies on how to like contact next of kin. And I was like, Oh, like picking up the fucking phone and calling the next of kin, looking at the IDs that are on these bodies and just calling the fan. That's, is that the policy? You now have yeah. to call people and Maybe let them know that their family member died. Swing by the address that's listed on the pill bottle. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Try. Just, just try. That's the policy. Hey, can you at least try to contact someone? Maybe. Thanks. That's a new Maybe. policy. So backwards. That's so terrible. Yeah, so terrible. It, and it just deprives, like, so in life, these people were uh, clearly, like, to me, clearly denied, like, just the human dignity of, like, being treated with respect. And in death, they're being treated even worse. Yeah. Like, that woman, like, her son's gone and 
she has to go watch them pull a bag out the back to like get him back. Yeah. And she was looking for him. It's not like right. this was someone who <clears throat> whose family like didn't claim him. No. She had been looking for him. For like a that's long time. That yeah. Yeah. And he just because a police officer killed him. You cover up the evidence. Which makes you think like, oh, so all these guys back here mm-hmm. were killed by the police. Absolutely. That's- I mean, that's just a natural like progression of thought to me. Yeah. It's like how like, many bodies back there were just like accidental, not accidental, but you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. accidental, whatever. Law enforcement killed somebody, buried those bodies back there. Yeah. Because you don't get that many bodies in a eight year span Mm-mm. like from 2016 to now without there being some kind of widespread like corruption and just absolutely just foul shit they don't care they don't they don't care <laughs> at all they're poor they're black they're brown they're just not not worth anybody's time yep. I hate this fucking country man yeah, but Sterling, this is not a racist country, nor right. has it ever been. No, not once, not ever. And frankly, I'm insulted that you would say that about my old stars and stripes. <laughs> These colors don't run, baby. <laughs> you better try that in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, in happier news, I will say it is award season. Uh which is my favorite season, along with Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Um, we had the Golden Globes, which I did watch. The Emmys, I did not watch, but I did follow on Twitter the entire time. And uh, we had some history making out here. It was pretty dope. Uh, quite a few Black women won uh, Emmys this year. We have Kiki Palmer won uh, for like game show hosts. And I am a Kiki Palmer fan. Also, the I am too, but probably for different <laughs> probably reasons. For different than you. <laughs> also, the host of Hot Ones. Uh, that's his crush. He was asked, "Who, which, which guest do you have a crush on?" And he was like, "Kiki Palmer." And then they showed a clip of him interviewing her, and I was like, "He has a big crush on her. He's always like very composed. He has a good time." But he was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. "Like he was giggly and all in her face." And I was like, "Oh, you're like straight up in love with her." It was like <laughs> Young Jeezy when he was talking to Nia Long, like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Kiki Palmer won. Storm Reed won for best guest uh, on a drama. Uh, Nisi, Nisi won. Uh, and I love her so much. I loved her speech so much. Me too. She thanked herself. I was like, that's right. Thing. I watched her trash ass rookie FBI show. That's how much I love Nisi Nash. I've been a fan of Nisi Nash since Reno 911. Oh my God. I, I loved her in that. I remember people on Twitter were like, I did not watch the Dahmer show. So this Emmy is for Reno 911. <laughs> <laughs> um, IO1 for the bear. Which I love. You love. We talked about the bear. It's such a good show. Uh, she's so good. She's she's. Uh, I'm so proud of her. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Just spectacular. Uh, 
<clears throat> RuPaul won for best like competition show. Uh, Trevor Noah won. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Ali Wong won. Steve Yun won. And of course, our favorite, Quint Kinta Brunson won for best comedic performance by an actress in a comedy series. The first time in what 35 years or something like that the last one was no it was in 1981 was the last time wheezy jefferson good lord isabel sanford so 43 years 43 years 43 which years is fucking insane so oh, you got yeah. tracy ellis ross mm -hmm. um tisha campbell uh felicia rashad um the felicia rashad one was very surprising to me yeah. whenever list, somebody listed like popular black comedies throughout the years and i was like hold up felicia rashad didn't win for the cosby show everybody loved the cosby show whatever about it now that now what we know but who the still, fuck were they giving the emmy to if it wasn't saying. to felicia rashad that was the biggest show on television period i know that was a wild one Issa ray and insecure like she should have yeah. won Queen Latifah should have won for Living Single. Like, just... <clears throat> Marla Gibbs for 227. Oh um, God, I love 227. Shout out to Quinta, though, for bringing, uh, for bringing Marla Gibbs out. That'll, yes. I feel like Marla Gibbs needs to be, like, the new Betty White, the yes. older comedic actress who everybody loves because she's so dope. She's been dope, and she never gets the props that she deserves. No, she doesn't. And she's been around forever. She's been forever. around forever. Uh, I mean, all the way. I mean, I feel like she's been killing it since the Jeffersons, baby. That's yeah. 50 years of dominance. So long. so long. So it's been good. Like, I was like, this is what's up. So I'm happy. That made me happy. Also, it was on Martin Luther King Day. So, like, <laughs> I felt like it was appropriate. But um, it's funny, uh, I saw somebody uh, post how, like, uh, oh, woke culture has infiltrated the Emmys. And I was like, five out of the 12 acting Emmys went to people of color. Yeah. That means seven went to white people. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. You're Don't you're okay. I promise. Like, just relax. Look and it's the history. first time in 43 years yeah. <laughs> for some of these, okay. like. Like, calm down, you racists. That's like what the the new council in like St. Paul is all like young women of color and people are crazy upset about it. And it's like, oh, you didn't care about representation until you weren't represented. Like, is that is that what it is? It's that same thing. It's like, you're just racist. Just say it. Just say it. We all know it. You'll yeah, feel I mean so much better if you're honest about it. I, I like seeing all the, I mean, obviously, I love seeing all the representation even from the people who didn't win. You got Pedro Pascal, Jenna Ortega, um, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, you had Christina Applegate uh, out yeah. there representing for the uh, for the disabled community. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's great when everybody's represented. Call me crazy. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I know. Are we? Like, why is this revolutionary? Why is it such like a wild idea to have people from everyone represented out here? I love it. Oh, and it's wow. Been You're going to try to be woke with. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it's just so ridiculous. I don't know. I'm like, it's so exhausting being so terrible all the time. Just relax. Let's be real. You don't give a fuck about it anyway. Yes. You like not care. You don't care at all. Like, so let these people get get the props that they deserve. Like, if they were out here giving these awards out to people who didn't deserve it, that's one thing. You can be mad and be like, oh, I can't believe they gave it to uh, Tyler Perry for for <laughs> Medea goes to the swap meet. Oh, fine, I'll give you that. Yeah. Maybe that wouldn't, you know, maybe you shouldn't win that one. <laughs> but, you know, you get got uh, Io or yeah. uh, Niecy Nash up what? there winning. That's a it's good like thing they, because yeah. they deserve it. They deserve <laughs> killing it out here. It's great. I'm like, have you watched these things? Because they're wonderful in it. Like, like all of them. Niecy Nash was the best part of that Dahmer series. I didn't even watch it because <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this. So her win goes for everything else, including yeah. Reno 911. <laughs> no, she uh, she 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 uh, she did a fan. I was about to say she killed it, but I feel like that probably was inappropriate uh, given the series that she was in. Uh, but yeah, no, she did great. Um, I mean, the cast, the beef, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ali Wong and uh, Steve Young, like just he's always great. <laughs> he's so fine to me. He's so much like Kiki Palmer. Fine. I think you like his performance for other reasons. <laughs> My friend, my friend Ashley and I were talking about him at the bar. It is literally me and her and then a bunch of dudes. And we're just like, oh, my God. And they're all looking at us and we're like, just shut up. He's so fine. He's oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Woo for him. <laughs> oh, that that's. <laughs> yeah, no. The, those people can kiss my ass i'm yeah. out here i'm gonna celebrate i'm a stunt i didn't even watch the award show i just saw the tweets about it afterwards yeah. and i'm like hell yeah oh, hell yeah i'm like Issa ray i'm rooting for everybody black <laughs> and then as a side note all the other minorities well, yeah. <laughs> and everyone else who's not white <laughs> except melanie linsky i will say she couldn't go i follow her on instagram and she was nominated for like supporting uh from the last of us Oh, um, she was fantastic in that. She was so good in that. And she gives, I want to be her friend because when she talks about people on her Instagram, it is the most heartfelt like messages that she has. Also, she's such a great actress. So I was like, I root for her all the time. <laughs> so it's like her and then everybody. I'll also root for Hannah Waddingham from uh, Ted Lasso. But again, that's for other reasons. For other reasons. <laughs> When she, I saw like the clip of her and Coleman Domingo come out and they did this like weird like thing together. And I was like, this is so sexy. (laughs) Like they both are very attractive people and they both are dressed so exceptionally well. Somebody was like, please put them in as like an evil duo movie. And I was like, yes, because they're, they're the only two that could do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I found out just a couple of months ago that she was uh, the actress who played uh, in Game of Thrones that oh, was yeah. yelling shame. And I was like, yep. it's a shame you kept them groceries hidden up like that. <laughs> Dude, uh, did she ever? Because when I knew that, I was like, wait, what? And then I like, look it up. I was like, wait a minute. Damn. Under that dress, was that? Was that? 
I'll never forgive you for this, George R. R. Martin. You've made a very powerful enemy right now. <laughs> Can I get to the game? Sweet, yeah. Show me the way. Cause I got bills to pay. Can I get to the game? We did it. We did it. We're back. It's 2024. First episode of the new year. Damn right. We got out here. We we helped Jonathan Majors find his Coretta. We <laughs> we laughed at some alcoholics who can't go to a wedding for three hours. And we we talked about history after being thoroughly saddened by the state of the world. So yeah. I think that the people, they've earned it. We've earned it. Sterling, yeah. who for the first time in the year of our Lord, 2024, can get it. Well, my uh, my runner up this this time this week uh, is going to go to uh, James Marsden. Uh, he was nominated for playing James Marsden in Jury Duty, which was an excellent show, by the way. And I highly recommend everybody watching it. He does do a great job. He looks so good. He doesn't get his flowers. I don't think I feel like he deserves to be in more things, uh, but he looked great uh throughout this award season he's always been like a very handsome man i think as he's one of those people that's getting better looking with age uh so he is my runner-up uh but my winner and again this is because of award season and how his style his style is like top tier to me uh coleman domingo he is nom he's been nominated for his role in rustin uh, he's in the color purple. Uh, he was in Euphoria, which I watched, forgot he was even in that. And I was like, oh, that's right. He was her sponsor. Uh, he's been around forever. He was in the movie Zola, which was wild. I highly recommend. She was crazy based off a of Twitter, <laughs> Twitter thread from years that ago. That was a time. That was a time. Uh, but Coleman Domingo, man, like, I think he's a very handsome man, but he, his style is really he has been walking these red carpets and the thing is, is like, it's nice to see men step out of just this black basic tuxedo now. Like they're, they're going out on a limb. They're trying new things. They're dressing differently. And I think he absolutely nails it each and every single time. And I feel like if I met him, I would giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> like I feel like something about his like smile and his voice. I would, I would legitimately giggle like a little, like a little girl, like, <laughs> like that would be me. I don't know what it is about him. I think he just has like such a presence. So there's he, talks of him replacing Jonathan majors uh, as Kang the conqueror. Um, that's I'd uh, be down with it. I would be down with that. That's actually a really good choice. That's a really good. Yeah. Like I, I would. Fifties. Yeah. That's a good choice. See, Jonathan Majors fumbling the fucking bag. You know who uh, won't fumble the bag? Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. He knows what's up. Uh, Brian, who do we got this this week? My runner-up, very talented actress, very distinct voice. I know you've heard it before. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be one Miss Natasha Lyonne. Uh, Carrie and I just finished the, the series uh, Russian Doll on Netflix. Yeah. And talk about a mind fuck. Uh, but she was fantastic in that show. So uh, shout out to you, Natasha Leon, because uh, 
we just happened to stumble upon it. It wasn't like we were just like looking for it yep. and then nope, nope, nope. Just just happened to pop right up. So yeah. Have you watched uh Poker Face? I have not, but uh it is on the next to-do list. It's very good. Very good. Now my winner this week, and we already talked about her. That would be one. Miss, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm over here choking up already. Miss Ayo, uh, and I always butcher her last name. I don't know how to say uh, it. <laughs> uh, Edibiri? Yeah, Edibiri. Yeah. Uh, Sydney from uh, from the Bear. <laughs> I feel so uh, bad, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever even heard anybody say it. I've just read it, so I have no idea. Well, usually when you say Ayo, like. It's either her or the guy that plays for the Bulls. And you yeah. can usually figure that out in the context of the conversation, which one you're talking about. So, yeah, uh, she uh, she's so good in the bear, like just ugh, disgustingly good and uh, obviously extremely attractive. So yeah. that also helps. But she's so good that you don't realize how attractive she is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. I was just scrolling the Twitter and somebody posted like some photos like from a photo shoot she did. And I was like, oh, yeah, she is a baddie. <laughs> like, she's not just like super, super talented at what she does. She is bad as hell, too. Yep. Interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> hmm. I think I need to do more research on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent choice. Excellent choice. And side note, uh, I do I saw like a Twitter thread where people were talking about how um, they need to start a story arc where her and Carmi end up together. No. Don't do that. Leave them. Leave them separate. Leave them as collaborators because that's where they're both good. Okay. Dude, it's they don't like, need to be together. It's like on TikTok. It's on Twitter. People are like shipping them so hard, and I'm like, no. That is not what this is. They are not supposed to be a romantic couple. You're just, just supposed to show like how these two people can weirdly be soulmates, but not romantically. How they make each other better, but it's not about romance. And like, that's okay. Because they're basically like the same person. Yes. I was like, they just, they just need to, it's about building trust and love and like two people who haven't been able to trust other people coming together and being able to trust one another and one happens to be a guy and one happens to be a girl also yeah. she's supposed to be with marcus <laughs> and he's got to make things right yes <laughs> please so Ugh, knock I, it off <laughs> knock it off i feel like i feel like younger people who watch the bear are trying to make that happen and i feel like older people are like no 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 like us we're old we're old <laughs> we're definitely old they were like no 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 that's not what we're having have happen here this is not that type of show it's not about it's not a romance it's it's about trauma <laughs> yeah and using that trauma to make you great okay yes. damn it damn it past failures are going to drive them to greatness <laughs> god <sighs> Maybe this should just be the bear podcast. <laughs> because it always ends up there anyway. So that's how good the show is. It's so good. 
Uh, this has been fun. It uh, has been. been a good time. Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, this has been another episode of the Life is Mild podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Sterling. I'm your other host. I am Brian. We'll see you next time. Bye.